You are listening to another episode of AFP Top 3 with Annie, Kristen, and Rachel. Should we do this? I guess. We probably should. I feel like I'm missing totally obvious ones from my list that should be on it. And I just couldn't think of them. I had. Go ahead. I was just going to say, this is sometimes I struggle. I had a really easy time with this one. Like we said we were doing this. I was like, done. (laughs) Let's go. I just had to write it up. What were you going to say? I feel like, I feel like I may switch my one and my two still. You have time. Yeah, I do. Um, I went back and forth on my one and two. I don't even have them numbered. So it is what it is. Um, But no, I went and I grabbed just like a quote for each of, well, not one of them because that was just never going to happen. But my Hmm. quote. I'm curious about what is being recorded and where there's crossover. Cause I feel like we're gonna have crossover on this one, unless y'all just like, oh, well, I didn't do any Gossamer this time. Yeah, I my main ones are from AO3. I just I wasn't that creative. There's two I was wondering about crossover on of my top three this is going to be intriguing well I'm dying to know shall we dive in let's do it it. welcome back to another AFP top three thank you for your patience we hope you enjoyed your hour ooh our dope ass Rex (laughs) um (laughs) uh Today, we are going to dive into the foul one. You either love her, you hate her, or you just appreciate, you know, angst. I appreciate angst. Um, I'm Rachel. I'm Kristen. Annie. And how's everyone doing? We haven't done a, we haven't done a top three since like December. It's been a while. It has been a while. Mm-hmm, cuz i think we recorded and or no oops scully gotta, leaves I, the fbi i got to yeah. edit that out okay. um, <laughs> cuz i think we recorded the scully leaves the fbi one um like the end of the year right yeah somewhere around there yeah it's crazy it's been a while it has which been a means while. that i'm not prepared for the next one oh yeah um, no no so well uh what we'll is figure next, that out. what is the next one? the one that i just mentioned oh okay yeah i should work on that because for some reason the calendar had it scheduled for thursday and i'm like mm, it was scheduled right next <laughs> to fowley and i'm like that's that's not that, that's not that, no no <laughs> mm-mm, no mm-mm. not ready i mean i think i could do that one easier than some but yeah i, I still mm, work on that i don't know Okay, anyways, you have no idea what we're talking about, but today we're talking about Special Agent Diana Fowley. Can I just say, yes, I love thick with her and I hate her on the show. And not because 
Mimi Rogers or whatever, but just how poorly she was written. And in fic, you either get something really satisfying or they do her justice. And you're like, okay, I can see how this could have worked. I feel like there was a disfortune in the show by casting Mimi Rogers and nothing against her, but due to her work schedule, they couldn't fully develop the character. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like if it had been maybe a different actress with more ability to do more episodes, maybe we would have got more interaction and a more fleshed out character. I don't know. You're very optimistic. (laughs) Well, and And that's really it too. And I think that's why it's easier to like her in fan fiction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you get everything fleshed out and sometimes it's satisfying and sometimes you're just like well this is fucking ridiculous and but it, but you get that story mm-hmm. that we just didn't get and I, I mean it's the x-files we didn't get that story with a lot of people yeah you barely got that story with the characters that we love <laughs> but i don't um, i don't know that they knew what they were doing or what they really wanted to do with her because even in triangle they wanted to make her the 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 singer up on stage yeah. who calls uh who calls over the nazis to get mm-hmm. Mulder and scully or to get Mulder anyway and so mm-hmm. they were putting her in the villainous role and then she redeemed herself and i just i don't know how much forethought there was Mm-hmm. well they I don't know had a show bible so yeah right or yeah. want of a show bible mm. yeah. true mm. it's painful but i mean we we could ask people these questions in september <laughs> gotta write this down like where exactly were you going with the <laughs> diana foley character i know it was 25 years ago think but hard 30 30. No, Diana was well, well. Diana was twenty five. Yes, Fine, 25. semantic. No, that's not really semantics. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's numbers. Oh my goodness! But I mean, I I adore Mimi Rogers. Um, mm-hmm. I just she was like one of my earliest like. Hi, your gay awakenings. Um, oh. Yeah. Love her. Um, but I do agree. I, I And I don't even, I don't even feel like, I don't know. I think there's, I want to say that I think that she was too imposing to really be believable as somebody that Mulder would have been with. But like, I guess he was, you know, the hotshot, whatever. And I think that for him, it was more just about somebody that believed him, mm-hmm. somebody that right. didn't didn't think he was spooky, mm-hmm. um, who just happened to have a fantastic rack. Um, <laughs> whatever. We know how he is. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, it definitely needed, it needed more time. And that just was never going to happen because I don't even think her redemption really came about in any sort of a cogent way. No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, oh, she's evil. Oh, she's working with the bad guys. By the way, we're going to save Mulder's life. She's literally standing right there during the procedure, but you know, whatever. That's what fan fiction is for. Very true. 
So diving in, I suppose. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's I'm what we're here for. That is what we're here for. <laughs> um, okay. Let me just number these so that I don't get myself distracted. Uh, uh, um, my number three is Renegade by Skulls. Hmm. Does anyone have that? All right. No. Great. I've never heard of this one. Okay. Um, it is, um, almost 2,600 words. It is rated teen. It is on AO3 and it is just, it's exactly what we've just been talking about. It's Diana backstory. Um, it talks about, you know, how she got involved with the syndicate and why from like pre-X files through just before the end, um, you find out that like they're basically, and my quote will give this away, but um, they are like, they're using, they're basically like blackmailing her to get her to, to work with them. And then eventually she realizes that, I mean, is this really the worst place for me to be? Um, but it is, it's really well written um, and plausibly thought out. So it all kind of fits and it's pretty solidly in character, actually, I thought. Um, maybe a little she feels a little soft in it but like maybe she is a little soft and we just only saw this side i don't know she's a little soft but it was pretty well in character um you you almost almost feel bad for her but you know not quite um but it is it was it was really good just the way that you know you just kind of get inside her get inside her head and it's written really well um and i have one quote um she hated the work at first she'd been met at the airport in berlin by two men with concealed weapons who escorted her to a car to the facility where she'd be working to her new apartment she'd smoked cigarettes out on the crowded patch of a roof she called a balcony every night planning her escape planning how she'd sabotage them, these these people who killed her mother. But it was funny how these things change. Diana found herself doing challenging work with frightening people, learning secrets she never would have learned otherwise. It was exciting, heart-pounding thrill. The secret was that they were at war, and by signing away her life, she'd guaranteed herself a spot on the winning side. It's good. I like skulls. I've I've read some of their work. I mean, there's swaths of it mm -hmm. <laughs> to choose from. It's mildly overwhelming. Um, and every time I read something, I'm like, oh, wow, that's right. She's really good. And then I don't remember until I like stumble upon another of her stories. So, but no, it was it was great. Is there Mulder or Scully in this, or is it strictly a Diana backstory? Um, there's a little bit of Mulder 
as he's with her, like mm-hmm. it, you know, it goes through her, you know, leaving and coming back. So, I mean, it goes through the end. So like you do get that and there's some speculation about Scully, but like, they're not really, it's, it's really just from her point of view. There's like some dialogue between her and Mulder. I don't think there was any dialogue between her and Scully. Maybe there wasn't. I'm mis misremembering, but mm-hmm. um, but no, none of none of my stories for the first time ever <laughs> are except for one of them are really about anybody but Diana. Hmm. Nice. Interesting. Enough. I'm curious now. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't cheat. For once. I know, right? I mean, maybe I I guess I did then. Oh. I mean I mean Diana's a central character in all of them, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I went for like straight up, let's get into the mind of Diana fucking Fowley. Nice. Nice. So but what about you, Kristen? What is your number three? My number three is another brick in the wall by Sarah B on Gossamer. Hmm. It's 5,700 words and rated mature. And in this fic, Mulder and Scully are going off on an investigation and Mulder invites Diana to come along. And Diana and Mulder ditch Scully to go do their own investigation. And in the process, Scully gets injured, taking down the actual suspect who they should have been investigating. And... Uh, Diana continues to try to pull Mulder away from Scully and in the process of all of it Mulder and Diana get suspended Diana basically then is trying to get Mulder more on her side like you should be working with me you don't need to work with Scully see this all happened because of Scully she's the reason you're suspended and eventually Mulder comes to the realization that you know, maybe he was in the wrong and he goes off on another investigation with Scully. And in that one, Scully ends up ditching Mulder for too late. Sorry. Sorry, cats. Um, Scully ends up in a way ditching Mulder on the next investigation to go work with someone else. And he gets a little taste of his own medicine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and at the very end of it, it rolls into the final scene from The Unnatural with them playing baseball. So everything's okay in the end, and Mulder ends up, you know, not being with Diana. Realizes he only wants to be with Scully. Perfect. But I did, I liked the angst it created of Scully getting hurt and Mulder having to face that he was he wasn't there for her. I have one quote. Why? You didn't discuss having Fally accompany us on the... Jeez. I evidently can't talk tonight. Why? You didn't discuss having Fally accompany us on the case. You didn't discuss running off with her to follow your own investigation. And you didn't discuss turning off your phone and being completely unreachable. So why in the hell should I be inclined to discuss anything with you? Mulder removed his arm and stepped back. I never knew you to hold a grudge before, Scully, he said accusingly. That was it. Scully put her things down. Mulder wanted a showdown, and he was about to get it. 
That's love what it. I've got. Sounds good. I've mm-hmm. discovered a new love for Sarah B, who I haven't caught that. Yeah, I don't know. Past couple ones we've done, she keeps popping up. She popped up in some of my searches, searches mm-hmm. for this, but I didn't I didn't use any of her stuff. I don't think I did. Maybe honorable mentions. But I don't <laughs> I don't remember my honorable mentions. <laughs> but I did I came across some of hers. She's good. She is good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Annie, what about your number three? Oh, it's it's little me. Uh my number three is the only answer by Agent Troy. Did anybody Ooh. else pick that? No. I like Agent no. Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I discovered a new love for Agent Troy. Uh, so the only answer, and this is a Diana and Scully body swap. And you always get the Scully Mulder body swap. But in this one, uh, it's Diana and Scully. Uh Usually I like my Diana fic with a lot of angst. This one's actually a lot more fun. And I feel like the writer really like um, not got completely playful with it. There's still some angst and, you know, Scully's hurt. Feelings are hurt. I mean, Uh, but it's, you know, Scully and Diana switching bodies. Um, something I like never had thought of and it's just really good. Um, it's not post dreamland. It's post, uh, what's it called? Triangle actually. And it heavily like references that. Um, so you get, it starts with Diana waking up in Scully's body. Um, and you get alternating point of views, both Scully and Diana are very confused. Obviously they're wondering what the hell, you know, like they woke up in the wrong place in the wrong body. Um, and they each end up separately talking to Mulder at work and the kiss in triangle comes up, um, which, or not the kiss. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? The, I love you. Sorry. Hi, I'm awake tonight. I really am. (laughs) Lay off the wine. Um, And so Diana goes first in talking to Mulder and she realizes just how tender Mulder is when talking to Scully and she kind of wants to use that to her advantage to get closer to him. Um, We also get a lot of insight into her background, but without making it boring, I've read some Diana background stuff where I'm just like, okay, uh, but it's woven into the story so uh they have to go to nevada to like the air base over there and um it turns out that her da- uh, diana's dad used to work there and anyway that's where they're going to solve this problem uh and both scully and diana confront Mulder uh, about this in the cafeteria anyway so they are in Nevada, and this is where my my quote is from when they're at the airbase. Scully wanted to ask him what he told Diana about what happened after Bermuda, if he really meant it when he said he loved her. But after Diana interrupted them in the hallway the other day, the moment had passed and she hadn't been able to find the courage to bring it up again. It wasn't like they could make any progress now anyway, with her looking like this. 
Something always seemed to hold them back from facing their feelings. And now the ultimate wedge had been driven had been driven between them. It was a cruel, cruel joke the universe was playing, throwing this tall brunette wrench into their relationship just when it seemed like things were starting to change for the better. She reached out to gently brush his arm, and there was no reaction from him except for an intense longing that filled his gaze and pierced her soul. Whatever happens, Mulder, I'll still be your... Her voice trailed off as she struggled to choose the moment... I'm sorry. Her voice trailed off as she struggled to choose the most appropriate ending for that sentence. What could she say? Partner, one in five billion, best friend, other half. Every possible descriptor for what they were to each other seemed either inadequate or over the top. No one word or phrase could ever hope to capture the essence of their relationship. So I'm realizing that I really like this story, but that sense or that passage wasn't really about Diana that much except for the beginning. Oh, good. But I it's do. It's fine. <laughs> I do feel like that's kind of how that was a good descriptor of what they expected Diana to be in the show. This like wrench that comes between Mulder and Scully. But otherwise, it was a great. Mulder Scully quote. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> oh. Lots of MSR in this one, apparently. But it's good. It's it's yeah. Uh, Diana is a central character in this one. I mean, how I many didn't of cheat. these are not MSR? Like even minor MSR. They're just True. not about them. I think I have one non-MSR. You're fired. But it's well, not that it it just it doesn't come into play in the story. Yeah. No, I figured. But it's an honorable mention. Yeah. Oh, it's an honorable mention, so that's yeah. okay. <laughs> no biggie. Anyway, that's it. I don't have either of you read that one? Yes. Oh, you have. Okay. So throwing it back to Rachel for number two. Yeah. So um my number two. Um is the whole truth by admiralty wow okay it's a big whopper it is mm -hmm. ninety four thousand words it is rated teen it's on ao3 um so yeah it's long it's so long that i did not reread it because i've read it twice and i figured mm -hmm. that, that was enough um <clears throat> but it is it is just like the I Ching of Fally Fix, I think, because it's expansive. Mm -hmm. um, it's backstory. One. What? No, that's a good one. It's, I I knew there'd be something. I probably yeah. forgot. <laughs> um, it's backstory and it flows through the existing universe and it offers um, an alternative look at what may have, you know, driven Diana to make the decisions that she made. Um, and it starts out, um, she's, she's in a bar and that's where she meets Mulder. She's just looking for, you know, a one and done. Um, and, but there's something there and they both feel like there's something there. Um, but she departs, like leaves, doesn't even tell him his, doesn't even tell him her name. Um, and then runs into him at the bureau because they're going to be working together. Um, and then, so eventually, you know, they find out that 
you know, they're like minded ish in that she, you know, believes in some of the things that, that he believes. And maybe he starts to feel a little validated by that. And, um, and this whole thing is not from her point of view. There are chapters that are from, you know, Mulder or Scully's point of view. Um, so, I mean, it's not entirely, but the whole thing is basically just her and her experiences like before and the choices that she's made. And, um, but yeah, it is, it's a beast. Um, so I don't have any quotes from it because it's just so <laughs> fucking massive. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, but I know that I know, and I remember when it, I remember when Annie was, was posting it, mm-hmm. the backlash and she's, I mean, there's still backlash because people just, they hate folly, but like everyone should read this fic at least once just give it a shot because i mean it's really just all there and there's more to a person than what you get in a chris carter universe (laughs) very true that's funny anyways but yeah so that is that is my number two Kristen, what is your number two my number two is Mulder Scully and Diana fucking Fally by Sari Ferry. Nice. On AO3. It's about 8K and it's rated explicit. Um, so in... Oh, the cat is... tonight. She can't hear me, but... She's driving me crazy tonight. I can hear Stephen annoyed with Reggie in the other room. <laughs> so... What, what are you doing? Like what? What? She she's got to get up there. What does she see? Where? There's nothing up there. There's a light. Hmm. Well, she's got to see it. Whatever. A spider anyway. dropped down from the ceiling over my bed, and I grabbed, blinded by white light, and <laughs> smacked it. And I have no fucking idea where it went. I would have trouble. So maybe that. it was a spider that Miss Kitty is that, that could be. seeing. That, that could be. There's a spider loose in my house. Anyway, uh, time to move. This right? is normally her playtime so with us, so she's probably ah, no one. Sorry, cat. Yeah. So, anyways, so anyway, Scully and Diana, Diana fucking, fucking Fally. Fally. <laughs> uh, So the story covers from the end of season five through season six is Milagro, and it starts out Scully is dating a guy named Carl. And she's she's decided to go out with him because of how Mulder's been acting and because of Diana. And she feels very much push asti- pushed aside by Mulder and Diana's relationship and rekindling their work relationship and what she suspects is more than that. And it deals a lot with Scully's feelings of having to find out about Diana through other people, by talking to Diana, by talking to lone gunmen. And that Mulder never told her any of it. And she feels like she should have heard a lot of this from him over the course of their relationship working together. She thought they grew closer together during her cancer. And she just feels very slighted by him. Mulder on his end is somewhat realizing that he's 
developed some PTSD from Scully almost dying from cancer. And that's part of why he pulled back. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes to a head when they're, um, oh crap, why can't I think of the episode? The Over the Rainbow. Rain, Rain King. King. It comes to a head during Rain King when they have to share a hotel room and Mulder sees messages from Carl on her phone. And I also do love that Sari Ferry does a little throwback to her own previous fic, the cool, um, the Merlot uh-huh. cool mm-hmm. view, because she makes a joke about like, if this was another story, it would be a whole another ending sharing a bed together. I thought that was kind of cute. Uh-huh. Too. Um, that is cute. And then it comes, Scully ends up getting shot. And then you lead into Milagro, where it says Scully's in love with someone and Mulder honestly doesn't even realize it's him. He thinks it's this guy, Carl, that she's dating. And he calls her out for sleeping with Carl. She calls him out for sleeping with Diana. Um, and they end up confessing their feelings to each other. As one does. And then it's, you know, really sexy and hot as a lot of Sari Perry's writing is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I pulled one quote um from it Mulder's failure to ever mention Diana Fowley meant that Scully had to confirm with the woman herself that they had known one another it made Scully feel like shit of course it did it was the first taste in a long while of being kept in the dark about something further confirmed by the looks they were giving one another in the rear view mirror rear vision mirror of a shared car ride Diana explained somewhat tight-lipped to Scully that the reason she was there was that things wait sorry to scully that the reason she was there was that she had things to come back to molder to come back to scully decided in her suspicious mind mm. and it's just it's it's definitely more a look at diana through scully than diana herself and mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that is cheating <laughs> But it does give you another person's more insight to Diana and the way they're viewing Diana. Yeah. No, that's good. And it's angsty, you know. Mm -hmm. We like angsty. Good choice. We like sex. We do like sex. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I guess that's me. Yes, Annie, what is your number two? So my number two is Dissonance by Soilven. I'm never quite sure. Solven. Solven. Sure. Okay. Sure. I think so. And that is. You can correct us later. (laughs) Yes, please. That's 4,471 words rated teen. Um, All of mine are rated teen. I've realized my, my top three. Anyway, um, so this is a biogenesis canon divergent fic in which Mulder is trapped in an elevator with Diana and Scully, and he can hear both of their thoughts. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. It's a good one. Uh, He realizes how caring and protective Scully's thoughts are and how Diana's are more manipulative, even though there is this familiarity there. Um, she uses great, um, 
adjectives, great metaphors. I forget, like, I, I, I'd have to go through it. And I don't think I have a, oh, I do have a quote with a pretty good metaphor in there. Um, so that's good. But, uh, yeah, it's just the way she describes Diana's tone is really good. And then at the end, or well, throughout the story, Diana's like, Mulder, I really need your help with this case. Ooh, do you want to have dinner with me tonight? Right in front of Scully. And, um, Scully's very uncomfortable and Mulder throughout this, you know, uh, I guess process where they're stuck in the elevator and he's hearing both of their thoughts. He comes to the conclusion that Diana is, um, not, does not have his best interest at heart and she's not telling the truth. Scully's been right this whole time. So it's really satisfying. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then yes. at the very end. He's like, hey, Scully, you want to have dinner with me tonight? Anyway, very satisfying. Um, and the one quote that I have is, before he could even open his mouth, Scully positioned herself in front of him, blocking Diana from coming any closer. He's fine. He just needs to sit down for a few minutes. This is when he first starts to, um, to like have headaches and hear their thoughts. Mm -hmm. Her lips were pressed into a thin line, an expression he knew well, protect, defend. Diana reached past her to place a hand on his arm, speaking to him as though Scully weren't even there. My office is closer. We can comfort, familiarity. He could taste the sweetness of them, but there was a metallic aftertaste, something not as it seemed. And the whole conversation in the elevator is kind of like that, where um, Mulder feels the warmth of Scully's words and like, the ice cold words from Diana or not the, the feelings, I guess, more than anything. Mm. Really great story. I recorded yeah. it. God, three yeah. years ago. I know it just feels like a <laughs> bajillion years ago, um, but a really good one. It stuck with me. Mm -hmm. that's it is my, number my honorable mentions. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. It is fantastic. It is. I love that one. Um, so I'm like super excited about my number one and I don't think anybody that actually <laughs> listens to this is going to read it, but you guys both will, and you'll both agree with me that okay. it's the best. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I don't think either of you picked it because I don't, I think just because, um, so my number one is as through fires by sixpences. Hmm. Okay, I know Sixpences, but I don't yeah. know that story. I don't know this one. Okay. It is, it's only 812 words, but holy Perfect. fucking shit. <laughs> I recorded it, by the way. Um. Yeah, so 812 words. Uh, it's rated teen. It's on AO3. It is dark, yo. It is like so good. <laughs> um. The darker, the better. Yeah, so this is post one son, post you know the the hanger, um, and Diana is spirited away from the wreckage, completely unscathed by um, smoking man, and she ponders her life and the choices that she's made. Some of them, um, you know, there's a vague reference to uh 
having sex with the smoking man. Um, whatever. It's not, it, it's literally like half of a sentence. And yeah. Um, don't let that deter you. Just read it. It's 812 words. Um, but yeah, so choices that she's made, circumstances that were uh, beyond her control and just the the thing that is Mulder and Scully's partnership. Um, it is so fucking well-written. I cannot express just how well-written it is. <clears throat> and there's my quote. And then that's all I'm going to say because it's only 812 words. <laughs> um, the flare of his lighter seems to surprise them both. And out of the corner of her eye, she watches him watching the flame before he dips the end of the cigarette into it. She had met him like that. The flicker of light stilling to toxic, to toxic embers in a dark room. When she was eight years younger and decades more naive. Somewhere across the city, Fox had been jittering about on that foul couch over the first small scraps they dug out of the FBI's most inaccessible storage rooms, while she had coughed on smoke and seen the facade of the universe torn open to reveal the horrors underneath. She had recoiled from spilled gas at a filling station on their next case, and only got Fox to shut up about it by shoving him into overbleached motel sheets and quieting his restrictive mouth with her own. She knows why she was recruited, of course, for all the reasons that they didn't try to do the same thing to Scully. Her first night in Tunis, she lay awake in the thick, warm darkness, and the only thing she could think about was ratting out Amy Cockerell for cheating on a 10th grade calculus test. It still wouldn't surprise her to learn he had that incident hoarded away in a file somewhere, next to a blood sample and her stepbrother's home address. It's so good. <laughs> I will read it. Yes. Yes. I will read yeah. It. Everyone should read it. Done. Ugh, it's so good. Oh, that's how I'll fall asleep tonight. <sighs> I can send you the unedited audio. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So that's my number one. Um, I'm obsessed with sixpences at this point. Okay. Nice. So good. Yeah, I haven't read their stuff in a long time, but I've definitely come across their work mm -hmm. before. I think they've come up on my top on a top three before mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. That might have been but, when I dived into them actually. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh my God. Okay. Anyways, Kristen, what about you? What is your number one? So I went with 90 seconds mm. by does it go XF Ma Weezy? Yeah. Is that yes. what it is now? Okay. Yes. Teen and Up, uh, 2,500 words roughly. And what I liked about it is even though, Di so in it, Diana's showing up at Mulder's apartment late at night after they've had this big takedown. And she's questioning her own motives for showing up that late because she's saying that she's just there for him to have like help with the case. Like she wants his insight. But what I also liked was that she, she seems very normal and without bad motive by showing up. Like it doesn't seem like she's there for really negative reasons. Mm 
-hmm. And she even makes like in her head as she's thinking about the takedown that Scully was injured during, like she makes like a comment to herself about how impressive it was that Scully took down this large man, you know, that she was like so strong and could do that. Mm -hmm. And so she shows up and she's noticing like that Mulder's ready for bed, which she finds unusual because it's like, wait, it's too early. Like he doesn't go to bed that early. And she sees that the apartment's dark and the TV's not on. And she's realizing that she doesn't really know Mulder anymore. And he agrees to look at the case with her. And eventually Scully comes out of the bedroom where she had been, she had like broken her wrist and she comes out in like underwear and a tank top basically. Um, and, Di- and Diana's just kind of shocked because, you know, she had heard the rumors, but she didn't really necessarily fully believe it. And she just really starts to realize that Mulder's changed. He's a different person. He's a different person with Scully than he ever was with her. And that all these thoughts just came to her basically in 90 seconds, like that, you know, whatever they had was over and that it was time for her to move on. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not long. It's short. It comes out like eight pages in the PDF, but I don't know. I, I liked the insight from Diana, like in it. And I liked the way Diana was written and it makes her almost seem more human than she does sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just that she's the woman that's realizing maybe she lost on out on something that could have been really good for her. Yep. And I have one quote. Um, Fox looked as though he had been preparing for bed, an observation that confused Diana. It was still early by Fox Mulder standards. Her Fox had slept very little, dropping off wherever he was, usually on the couch in front of the television. This fox had showered and brushed his teeth. The scent of soap and toothpaste wafted towards Diana on the warm night air that was blowing in through the open windows. This fox wore loose shorts and a clean t-shirt, his feet bare and his hair damp. And it's also really nicely recorded by Annie, and I've listened to it several times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like it. Yeah. So that's my number one. Awesome. That made my honorable mentions as well. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. My turn. How are we at our number ones already? I don't know, but I'll take it. All right. (laughs) We're all tired. I am tired. I'm I'm unusually tired. All right. So my number one is Samson by Eloisa Vergata. I guess when I said that I was trying to diversify I thought, like, am I really when I'm picking Eloisa Vergata? But whatever. Um, I love this one. I absolutely love it. It made uh, my honorable mentions. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And it's 2,881 words, rated teen. Uh, so basically, Mulder and Scully are waking up after a night of sex. Uh, they, they're they at Mulder's place, right? They're at Mulder's place? Mm, yeah. I believe they are. They're at Mulder's place and they end up taking a shower together. And in the shower, Diana notices that Mulder has a bit of frostbite on his leg after rescuing Scully in from uh, in Fight for the Future. And she comes to this horrible realization that Mulder would not do the same for her. What I really like about this story 
is the banter. You get, I, I want to say witty banter, but when you think of witty banter, you think of two people playfully uh, kind of teasing each other. This is much more mean-spirited. This is two exes going at it. Uh, and they're not, they're not really calling. Well, they kind of get to a little bit of name calling, but it's not, it's not terrible, but just like, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's still, there, there's, I don't know what the word is. Two people who know each other too well, I guess Mm -hmm. in, in a bad way. And that's what you get from their conversations. Um, but here is a quote from the shower scene. Diana, in a sudden flash, saw herself cold and blue in a glass prison below the ice and knew with terrible certainty that he would not have come for her, that she'd still be there. I'm sorry, that she'd be there still, suspended in time until she was conven- until she was convenient enough to defrost like a TV dinner. She felt as though the breath had been knocked out of her. And... Yeah, it's not unlike um, 90 seconds where she she knew this man once and doesn't know him anymore and they just don't have that relationship. And she knows that he and Scully do have that relationship. It's a really good one. That's it. That's, that's my number one. Um, I had three different AV fix open <laughs> <laughs> for this. And which I, three? Um, this one. Uh, I can't even say this, and you can address the errors. Thank you. Okay. That one, and then the one that didn't make the list was the Waters of Babylon. Mm. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. So, but yeah, so uh, but Samson. And Adrastia uh, were both in my honorable mentions, which we've already picked over, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see, because I also had 90 seconds. um, And Samson and Adrastia and Dissonance. And then um, Palimpsest by, I don't even know how to say this, Jinshin like j-i-n-t-i-a-n i have no idea um it is 4600 words it's rated mature it's on ao3 um it is it's post one sun um where Mulder thinks that diana is dead um it's it's not i i really like introspective fix and this one is really not it um in that respect but the result and the effect that it has on him really just kind of makes it gorgeous um yeah and that was (laughs) that was it those are the those are those are all of my honorable mentions nice that's awesome um, but Samson really could have made my top three. I knew almost immediately. I was like, oh, Adrastia or Samson. Uh, uh, they're both so good. <laughs> yeah. No, but I love just, you know, 
I love the part where Diana just comes to the realization that whether whether he realizes that he loves Scully or not, Scully is the most important thing in his world. And Mm -hmm. that's a position that she willingly vacated and she just has to accept it. Mm -hmm. And it's angsty and it's beautiful. It is. And it's Evie. So, you know. Um, Kristen, what are your honorable mentions? So my first one, I had 90 minutes by XM Maweezy, the follow-up to 90 seconds where Diana has to relive the events from 90 seconds. Um, it's a really good follow-up to the fic. Then I had the day, sorry, the day Fally died by reality on Gossamer. Hmm. In this, it's after Diana has helped Scully save Mulder. And she shows up at her apartment and the cigarette smoking man is there. And he accuses her of going against the program by helping save Mulder and tells her that no one is above the program. And he pulls out a gun and she's like, but didn't you do that with Tina? And he's like, no, it's not the same thing. And it's really interesting at the end because she reaches out and she grabs his face and they kiss and as they're kissing, he shoots and kills her. And that's dark. He says, everybody has an agenda, <laughs> Diana, and the motives are rarely unselfish. You are no Tina Mulder anyway. And he walks out. Wow. Mm. And it almost made my top three. Because um, I just, I really, I, I liked the dark ending of it. Yeah. Um. Then I had... Uh, Key to Molders by Katie KT Katie 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 however you say I'm not sure how she says her name on it um, which Diana finds out that Scully has a key to Molders apartment and I also had her three rooms uh, Diana invites Mulder away on a case they get there there's only three hotel rooms there's not her and she's like oh Scully we must have forgot your room and <clears throat> Scully says well, Mulder can share with me. We just did um, in ranking in that episode. Um, and then I have The Persistence of Memory by Fox Song on Gossamer. And it again deals with Diana's death where she comes home and she's basically attacked and shot. And she's lying there dying and as she's dying she sees herself old in a hotel or sorry not a hotel room old in a hospital with Mulder there as her husband and their children there and he's sitting with her as she's dying telling her to sleep and that it'll be all right that she's there that he's there with Mm. her and um then it cuts back to Crycheck as being the one that killed her. And he basically just kicks her lifeless body out of the way as he walks out of the apartment. Again, kind of dark. Um, yeah. And those are my honorable mentions. Hmm. Awesome. Okay, Annie, what were my your turn? honorable mentions? Yeah, so the first one, all right. <laughs> it's I don't normally go into a lot of detail on my honorable mentions, but this one's so bananas, so bananas <laughs> that I have to. 
It's called Brainwashed by Ricky Lynn. It's okay. So Mulder and Diana are engaged. They send an invite to Scully, who then decides to call Mulder. It's been a while since they've talked. We find that Mulder has left the FBI, but hearing Scully's voice kind of like brings up old feelings. He visits her at her home and they start arguing. And it turns out in the argument that he believes Scully shot his mom. So so then he went and shot Maggie. (laughs) That is on par with my one where Maggie kills, uh, like tries to kill Mulder. (laughs) It's not the kind of story I would normally read. But I was like, what? And you couldn't stop. I couldn't. I couldn't stop. I'm like, what is going to happen next? It's so ridiculous. And, you know, Diana is obviously not a huge part of this. There's a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of angst, but not the main point of the story, which is why it's an honorable mention. But I, I was like, what? No, that would never happen. Anyway, it's worth a read if you're looking for a good laugh. Uh, Then there's Too Crowded in the Basement by WTF Mulder. And it's basically Diana catches Mulder and Scully fucking in the basement. Enough said. What? As you do. As you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there's Ding Dong, the Witch is Gone. I did read that one for this. Um, It's by X Fairy. And that one. So I don't know, Rachel, you weren't around in the 90s when Diana was killed. Kristen, you were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were you on like the message boards and yep. the, yeah, all that? And do you remember Ding Dong, the bitch is dead? Everyone well, was saying that. I yes, yes, I remember that. Yes. Well, that's what this reminded yep. me of. So I was yep. like, I have to add this, of course. Um, it was very much in the spirit of the '90s when this happened. This was the basic general tone. And then my last one is. Adrastia, Adrastia, I don't know, by AV, mm-hmm. which we kind of mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Um, so those are mine. That's more than I usually have for honorable mentions. I, I like to stick to my three and then maybe have one or two, but some of these were just too good not to add. I got That's it. it. We got I, it. We did. I need Diana to read in the, the bag. one where Mulder kills Maggie I, or shoots Maggie. I need to read that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like <laughs> I was saying in in the in the group chat the other day. Like I I either need it to be a hundred percent in character or just so fucking outlandishly not mm-hmm. that it doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's kind of why I like anonymous Fiji mermaids so much, not mm-hmm. for Diana specifically, but sometimes their stories are so bonkers. Mm-hmm. And kind of in the lighthearted Darren Morgan mm-hmm. way that I'm like, you just have to love this. This is ridiculous. And I love it. And that's mm-hmm. how that one was. Which one, which one was it? Brainwashed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, just... Mulder. I didn't shoot your mom. <laughs> Why did you but shoot now mine? you shot mine. Yeah. All right. I'm going to okay. Die. All right. It's good night. Been, right. It's been fun. <laughs> Have a lovely night. Right. Good you night. too. Bye. Bye. Bye.